Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, Happy Coach? Happy Wednesday, Vets. <clears throat> yes, sir. So sound off, everybody. Where are you guys chiming in from? Let us know uh, and how many years you served in what branch. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good Wednesday. We got a good topic today. Yep. You know, secondary conditions. I don't know about you, Coach Luna, but before I came here, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just you don't know what you don't know. I got uh, so much knowledge realizing, and most of my uh, percentages now come from secondaries. So a lot of vets that think that they can't uh, file for a claim anymore, that they might be maxed out somewhere, could actually qualify for a good secondary. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll go through some of that today, uh, kind of explain uh, what that is and what we are um, and how we can help. Um, but I see uh, a couple of vets, uh, correct me if, uh, if I'm wrong on the pronunciation, but uh, Antoinette Williams, Louisiana, eight years Air Force. Welcome. Welcome. And we got Fred Hawkins, U.S. Army, six years. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Anybody else? Anybody else? Where are you guys coming in from? Yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> U.S. Army. Nice. 24 years. Wow. Thank you for your service, sir. 95 Bravo, MP, correct? Yeah. Roman Herrera, San Antonio. Nice. Nice, nice. U.S. Navy, 15 years. U.S. Air Force, 24 years. Thank you for your service, sir. <clears throat> I think we got a good feel for that. California. So we'll do uh, some brief introductions uh, for each other. I'm uh, Coach John Luna. I uh, was in the Air Force, four active, six reserve. Uh, got three deployments under my belt. I'm currently at 90%, uh, still working on a couple of claims to hopefully um, get me across that finish line. I've been a coach here with uh, VACI for going on three years now. And it's been a very rewarding position. I have uh, been so fulfilled helping vets change their life and getting the help that they uh, that they deserve. So um, welcome. That's my story. And Eddie. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. So, yeah. So uh, I'm Eddie. I'm Coach Eddie Cheveria. Uh, I've been here at VACI for about a year and a half. A little bit. A little bit more than that. Um, really. Really. Awesome job, awesome position. Um, couldn't ask for anything else other than, you know, working with fellow vets. Um, myself, I did uh, four years active um, as an MP. Um, had a deployment under my belt, then went National Guard, uh, became a, an aviator, uh, did a couple aircraft 
and uh, yeah, got myself here. Uh, I started with VACI uh, about two, three years ago um, as a client <clears throat> and, um, you know, didn't know what I didn't know. Like you said, right. Underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, got myself with a coach and um, realized that there was a couple other things we can go for. And I'm currently now at uh, eight, 90% working on that hundred also. Um, so we're all in the fight together. Um, and hopefully today uh, we can bring some clarity and, and hopefully so answer some questions um, and bring some people on board to the elite program. Um, if, uh, if that's what uh, you guys are needing. Right. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a little bit about me. So full disclaimer, we are not accredited agents, VSOs or any other uh, attorneys or entities recognized by uh, the VA. We are uh, consultants that can help you uh, understand the claims process and help you put together some viable claims so you can increase your disability rating. So little, uh, some quick points about VACI's uh, program. Uh, We focus on strategy, education, and medical evidence, the SEM method. We do one-on-one coaching. We do uh, strategy calls. Uh, uh, We guide through claim submissions. We do CMP prep. We have live classes via Zoom three times a day. We do coffee with the coaches every morning at 8 a.m. Central. Uh, We have classes about claim submissions and CMP prep. And then specialty classes to include HLRs, sleep apnea, and other high-value claims. And if anybody here is not signed up yet, feel free to use the uh, discovery call uh, link that will be posted here in a second. So you can uh, talk to somebody from VACI and see if we're a good fit. If you feel like we're a good fit, you'll come on board the Elite program. You'll get uh, Coach Me, uh, me, Coach Eddie or another uh, coach with the program to help you out with your claims. Yeah, good good info. Um, Definitely uh, take a look at that discovery um, link. Uh, A lot of people are stuck and um, underrated or not rated. Uh, And when they come to us, uh, you know, we're able to assist in additional things that they may not have uh, known about. Um, And the elite program is something that... um, I'm still a part of as far as being the client because, um, you know, I still use the resources. We have a lot of resources, like uh, Coach Luna said, the the SEM method, the strategy. We build that strategy in, in the elite program uh, as far as a one-on-one um, connection with the coach and yourself uh, as the vet. Then we give you, give you that education and resource uh, to understand what that strategy is and, and how to get a winning claim. Um, and then if any medical evidence is uh, needed, uh, we have the ability to um, refer over for that. So very, very key and important um, things there. And then, of course, like 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 uh, Coach Luna said, the live classes, those are very helpful. Um, a lot of Q&A happens during those classes. A lot of uh, knowledge nuggets are discovered and um, shared uh, between coaches and vets, not just uh, not just coaches. Right. Um, right, right. When you sign up, it's not just uh, me that you're talking to. If there's a question that uh, sometimes I get stumped on a question. There, there's such a, a wide palette of disability claims on a, uh, that get presented on a case by case basis. If I get stumped on something, 
you're not stuck with me just being stumped. I have a uh, a plethora of other coaches that can uh, assist with that. We have like a hive mind going on. We'll uh, consult each other and help give you the best strategy possible. So when you sign up and you get a coach, in, in reality, you get a team of coaches that works amongst each other to help you get results. Definitely. And mm -hmm. we are definitely a team. You know, I I uh, always bounce questions off of uh, fellow coaches, fellow senior coaches. Um, we all talk. We all make sure that we're up to date because it's an ever-changing um, evolution mm -hmm. with the VA. Uh, we're up to date, and we make sure that uh, uh, we're good to go on that. Um, hey, hey, Jerry, uh, good to see you here. Glad you were able to, to, to hop on. Hopefully we'll get we'll get to talk soon, um, but yeah, I, I also wanted to address a couple a uh, couple of things. Uh, uh, Rika Lopez, uh, really need help. Not sure who to contact. El Paso, Texas. Uh, definitely take a look at that discovery call uh, link that will be posted up here. Uh, that's your first start right there. See if uh, um, you can ask your questions and uh, see if it's a good fit for you. Um, and then that should be the starting point and then we'll go from there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I guess some things that we, um, we, we are consultants. So that means that we don't write up any, uh, documents for you. We can't retrieve any records. We show you how to go about to gather those documents so you can work on, um, combining those claims together. A lot of what the claims process, uh, is about. Uh, requires a lot of knowledge that, that we already have. So if if you are um, unfamiliar with the VA claims process, that's where we help. We let you know uh, what resources you need, where to look for them, and we help you uh, combine that. So we, we don't write up anything for any veterans. We don't tell you what to say. We uh, help you talk about your uh, uncomfortable truths. If you've been dealing with something for mental health for a while and you... Um, have not found anybody to really open up and confide with, but you know, it's been detrimental to your quality of life. We can help out. I I'm rated at uh, 70% for post-traumatic stress. I have my good days. I have my bad days right now. You're seeing uh, coach Eddie and my's uh, Facebook face right now, but we're vets. We are uh, disabled veterans just like you. So uh, outside of this, we have very real lives where our disabilities uh, do affect us in negative ways. And we are empowered to help other veterans who don't know about their benefits uh, figure out their own path to make sure that they get recognized because the help um, the help that the VA can give you does improve uh, your situation and it gets you uh, recognized for something that you know happened because of your service. You get some vindication knowing that, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, your back, uh, your feet have been um, taken away your potential of who you could have been. So that's what you get when you sign up for us. You get uh, real world empathy from veterans that, that are in it just the same as you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, with that, I wanted to jump into the topic that we have today mm -hmm. um, because you've hit a lot of points uh, that a lot of veterans may not um, realize they, they may qualify for certain things. Uh, so secondary conditions um like i said in the beginning i didn't know what those were when before i got here i thought you know i was in the military i hurt my back 
that was it right i can only claim my back uh for whatever the reason was it it you know it was injured with uh didn't know that uh my back is also connected to a lot of other things that in time can definitely um impact uh the the health of it right so for instance like the old uh the hip bone connected to the knee bone knee bone connected mm-hmm. to the, you know <laughs> everything connects right if one thing goes then then it starts to kind of everything follows mm-hmm. everything follows yeah and when I, when I was explaining that I was like you know what that makes a lot of sense um and and yes that would be uh an example for instance of a secondary condition your let's say your lower lumbar uh, causing issues with your legs, uh, which is usually called uh, radiculopathy, right? Um, so that's just an example. Um, I wanted to see if you had any other examples that we can explain um, that that are more more common, and and you know vets can understand what they what they are. No, you're right. Yeah, like when when I get a veteran and I see that they have one knee that's service connected, and typically, you know, when you leave active duty you might be leaving in like your 20s early 30s it might not be that big a deal but veterans that come to me after they've been out for a few decades well that knee has now manifested into uh severe back pains and has affected their uh their other knee now as a result of the the compensation their body has uh had to do because of the um the degraded knee over the course of time so things get worse as you get older so hip bone uh, connected to the knee bone, like all that is still relevant. There's other conditions out there. Um, For instance, like tinnitus, tinnitus, oh my God, tinnitus is a consistent condition and it really depends on the the severity that it it, uh, acts up that day. I sleep with two fans plus a TV to drown it out sometimes. And with veterans, as they get older, that tinnitus will also increase in severity and really, really wreak havoc on your quality of sleep, which just snowballs uh, during your day when you feel absolutely fatigued and grumpy. So uh, as a result of that, like somebody, uh, a veteran could just have tinnitus service connected. But what does that tinnitus look like after you've been out for a few years? How have you noticed the correlation between that and your anxiety and your insomnia because of that degree of, um, of frequency that's diminishing your, your sleep? So there's a number of conditions there. If you have a mental health condition um, and you suffer with uh, gut issues, like PTSD is known to cause heartburn, which, you know, I deal with pretty often. I have to get Tums, especially on rough days. And it's all a result of anxiety. Like I remember I used to finish a big old thing of those um, in Iraq when we were getting mortared on a daily basis. So like that anxiety uh, can upset your stomach and your guts in a way that um, that wasn't maybe originally recognized on active duty. But if you have a condition that's service-connected now, for instance, PTSD, and you're dealing with irritable bowel syndrome or heartburn, that could be taken in consideration as a secondary condition. Right. And and the big thing with that is that SEM method, the SEAM method, the strategy, uh, education, and medical evidence, right? And and that's something that uh, uh, can definitely be uh, in the elite program if you have a coach, you know, a one-on-one strategy to uh, discuss, discuss the specifics of what uh, can be uh, secondary to your uh, uh, scenario, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I wanted to bring up another one, uh, more recent, uh, due to the presumptives that are um, uh, now uh, being approved for the burn pit. Uh, any type of respiratory conditions, right, that uh, are coming up as far as sinusitis, rhinitis, asthma, um, if those things are, are something that you can be service connected for, uh, a lot of veterans that have sleep apnea can then um, look into possibly getting that service connected secondarily. Uh, and, and not just that, right? There's other things that uh, you can secondarily connect uh, um, for that. Uh, but that one's a strong one now, right? And, and there's a lot of yeah. in the Southwest Asia uh, campaign that uh, are able to look and see if uh, if that's what they qualify for as far as uh, the new presumptives um, and they've been diagnosed with uh, sleep apnea um, you know that that's pretty much a a, a solid uh, strategy right there uh, it's like a chessboard sometimes you can't make a move too soon like for instance veterans that have sleep apnea sinusitis rhinitis ptsd out of those claims, you don't want to put sleep apnea first. You don't have that uh, those set of moves that make uh, sleep apnea likely. You want to make sure that you do contact a coach so they can put those pieces together to make sure that it, that your condition will make sense in the claims world to get service connected. So there's right. such a thing as filing a claim too soon. If you file a claim too soon without the foundation to back it up, it's going to fall. So um the VACI elite program can help you uh, get in contact with a coach that can help you make sense of your claims. You don't want to submit something that is probably viable, but if you play that card too soon, you're going to lose that opportunity and maybe be delayed months or years. Yeah. Good point. Um, when I talk to my vets and they, they have an idea that, you know, Hey, I have this, I have this, we're going to have to wait. Um, this is why, <laughs> right. You're going to have to build, uh, that strategy to get uh, first this, this, and this, and then we can build off of that once you get connected. And and here's why. And and a lot of vets uh, that I work with don't realize that. And um, you know, if they wouldn't have waited, it would have been denied or you know, delayed. Uh, so we just try to make sure that we have the right strategy um, in intact uh, to to put a successful claim in. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like We understand that uh, you guys want to submit claims and you want to see immediate results. But if the foundation is not there, we'll be honest. There's some vets that already do have a, a pretty good foundation of medical evidence and we can submit claims sooner. So it's a case by case basis. I know a very common question we get is um, how soon until I can see results or how how fast until we can actually submit a claim? Well, that really, really is a case by case basis. If you guys have not been to the doctor since leaving active duty, you need it, as Brian says, get your butt to the doctor. A lot of this like claims are built up upon medical evidence. So if you guys are dealing with anything for mental health, with your guts, with your back, with your feet, and you know that there's something documented from active duty, you need to show that that condition is still bugging you. The VA is not going to pay you for a disability condition if it's if you don't show any evidence that it's still bugging you so yeah. medical evidence uh definitely is the uh the foundation for any successful claim very very with good secondaries point. same thing a lot of vets get very um discouraged when they sign up saying well i don't really have too much i only have a bad knee and i have tinnitus 
uh, I don't have anything else from active duty. I don't know if I could claim anything else. That alone, if you have a bad knee and tinnitus, and let's say that vet was from 20 years ago, those conditions have probably manifested other conditions, which can be known as secondaries. So if you have a bad knee from uh, 10, 20, 30 years ago, and now you have bad backs and uh, your other bad knee, uh, those conditions can be service connected as secondaries. You don't need active duty uh, records to, to argue that. You need some current treatment showing that those conditions have now manifested as a result of your service connected conditions. So definitely sign up, listen to your coach, and uh, don't get discouraged. If you guys have like one or two things service connected, you see that uh, you might have other conditions that are the result of that, then get in contact with us. We can show you, uh, we can uh, see what you might qualify for. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And you you brought up good, uh, good points there about the medical evidence. And I wanted to kind of discuss a little bit about uh, what um, is possibly needed on top of that, right? Uh, which mm -hmm. is called a nexus, right? So when you're when you're going for a claim, and let's say it's uh, let's just say it's tinnitus, you know, and migraine secondary, right? Because that's what your triggers are. Um, you're gonna need some something uh, that's called a nexus, the connection to your service. Uh, we're able to uh, provide you the referral uh, to Telemedica um, in order for them to look at your documents and. Uh, provide that nexus if it's if it's there right and that's that connection to service that a medical professional can give you um, and that gives you huge weight huge uh evidence uh when you're submitting that claim where it's not just uh your lay statement or uh hearsay right as the va may look at it uh you actually have that nexus from a, a medical professional which is huge again right mm-hmm so what exactly makes up like a secondary condition? Like going back to what I said before, like secondary conditions are not um, thought to have been originated on active duty. They're thought to have been caused or made worse by something that you are service connected with, with which did come from active duty. So um, past that, it's really um, treated as a, a claim. You need to prove the clues of triangle, which uh, you need to require a, uh, an in-service event or diagnosis, which is the primary condition. Uh, you need to have a current diagnosis, which is the current medical evidence uh, from being seen by a doctor, showing that you will now have a condition that is manifested because of it. And then, as Coach Eddie said earlier, you need to get that nexus to have a doctor sign off that, yes, your headaches are caused by tinnitus or uh, yes, your sleep apnea is a result of your chronic sinusitis and uh, rhinitis on that. So um, secondaries are um, just as um, scrutinized by the VA as a regular claim. You need to make sure that you have all the pieces needed for it to, to check out. You need to have that current treatment to show that it is a disability that, um, that is affecting your life. Yeah. And, and just a caveat off of that, um, mm -hmm. I always tell my veterans, uh, you know, it's just like asking for a, a disability anywhere and they're going to say, okay, well, what, where did it happen? Okay. Did it happen at work or the military? Uh, is it still going on? Um, how bad is it? Right. Cause if you go and why well, I, I banged my knee in 84, uh, and now it's, it's 
this, right? Uh, well, where's the continued care in between? And mm -hmm. where's your diagnosis now? You know, there's a lot of things that you have to take in consideration uh, when you're doing these claims. Um, and as far as the secondary aspect of it, um, you got to know why they're secondary and how they're connected, right? A lot of veterans that I talk to don't even realize some of the things that, um, like, I'll ask them questions on, have you ever experienced this or that, just because I know what they're already service connected for. And they're like, you know, it does, it does come up because of, you know, uh, this aspect of my service connection. I just never, I just thought dealt with it. Didn't know that it could be claimed. Um, mm -hmm. So then we start to discover that and, and move forward with things like that. So um, a lot of that is really just cutting through the, uh, the stubbornness the veteran has with themselves. We like, what was the term? We embrace the suck mm -hmm. and we do that to the, our own detriment. We will keep uh, walking with bad knees, working uh, with headaches and, uh, you know, bearing with depression and anxiety. And um, as you were saying earlier, that continuity of care, if you hurt something on active duty, I, I, I can't tell you how many veterans say that they just keep sucking it up through years up until, you know, like 10 years after they left active duty, they have no choice but to see a doctor because that pain that they've been living with so, so many years has now become unbearable. So uh, that's what we, we help uh, vets kind of um, breathe some fresh air into taking care of themselves. Sometimes we can be the worst with uh, watching out after our own health. And up, up until the point like where it, it becomes so unmanageable that we do need to see the doctor on a regular basis for that condition. Now, if you have that lack of continuity of care, that's going to make the claim not impossible, but just harder to get. So the sooner that you uh, can respect your body and the hurt that you're going through and get seen by a doctor because of it, the easier it will be to get those conditions recognized. You don't want to be putting up with pain for years because like <laughs> I'm 36. I cannot run the three or four miles that I used to love running because I got bad knees. I see other peers of my same age posting on uh, Instagram and Facebook that they just finished running five miles. I try to do that. My knees are gone. <laughs> and unfortunately, I didn't go to the doctor on active duty for that. So I can't uh, claim that. So um, if you're on active duty right now and something is happening, don't suck it up. I sucked it up because I was on night shift. and I don't want to wake up during the day to go to the doctor. And now I'm really kicking myself in the butt because of that. But um, going back to um, the topic, secondaries, yeah, if you have a condition that you've had for a number of years now, and that has resulted in numerous other conditions that you're now living with, then um, definitely sign up and we'll see what your medical records say. It's never too late um, to get the process started. So by all means, sign up for that discovery call and see if we're a good fit and let's see what we can, uh, what we can accomplish together. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I wanted to say right before we, uh, we could probably move on to some Q and a and answer some questions here. Uh, but, uh, I can tell you probably every vet, including myself, right. That, that I talked to, well, yeah, I've been, I've been experiencing that my whole, you know, adult life after the military, I <laughs> thought it was normal. Well, it's not, you know, uh, let's, let's get that looked at. Uh, go get seen first off. You know, hopefully you can get some some relief of these things, uh, which is great. Um, and then, 
you're going to get the treatment and the diagnosis and then we can move from there right um yep. to possible secondaries uh so uh, definitely like you said or, uh, listen to your body now and and go get like brian says get your butt to the doctor you know get 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 that medical evidence for sure mm -hmm. yeah like popping ibuprofen 800s and red bull is not a good substitution for self-care and i'm <laughs> i'm saying that from my own experience uh, yeah. my own guilty experience is thinking ibuprofen 800s and red bull would just get me through the day worked for a little bit but now no, it <laughs> that uh that um phase of my life is definitely uh past and now yeah i need uh painkillers bengay and yeah I, I i'm seen regularly by my doctor now <clears throat> yep yep i think your story matches a lot of us including myself brother yeah yep yep yeah what was what was that energy drink uh when we were deployed rippets rippets yep Rippets, yeah. Like, oh, you know what? I, I, I only slept like maybe an hour. Let me go ahead and have five rippets and so I, ibuprofen and I'll get it, I'll get through this day. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that <laughs> and then you continue that process coming back or when you get out, and it's just mm -hmm. it's uh it's just the mentality we got. Embrace the suck and keep going. But yeah. you know, after a number of years when when it catches up to you and it really catches up to you, um you know, you, you want to have uh, that medical evidence to show that, like, yeah, I've been I've been dealing with this for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Very <laughs> true. Very true. So I wanted to uh, first off address Terry. Uh, how do you sign up? So uh, definitely take a, a look at the, the link that's going to be brought up and um, you can go there and, and, and read up on it and actually sign up. Uh, there is also uh, that uh, discovery call uh, uh, link that we can. Uh, provide to make sure that uh, if you want to see if this is a good fit for you, um, that would be a good way to uh, get a hold of somebody and and uh, ask questions and see if there's any details that they can uh, provide you um, to move forward. Um, yeah, but hopefully we'll see you soon, Terry. And um, you know, uh, like we said, get get your butt to the doctor now uh, if if uh, things are going on uh, that have been going on for a long time. That way you, you got the ball rolling, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, let's see. So I saw another, I'm going through the questions here, um, and I saw another question. Richard Wagner, is sleep apnea considered a primary or secondary? Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so sleep, like any, any condition really can be um, considered a primary if it was diagnosed and treated on active duty. And you left active duty having filed your uh, your claim. So if you were diagnosed with sleep apnea on active duty, or what is it, 365 days of uh, after time after active duty, that will be considered a primary condition. Now, a lot of vets, including myself, uh, we didn't get seen or diagnosed with sleep apnea on active duty. I uh, recently got my sleep apnea service connected as a secondary to my post-traumatic stress disorder. So that uh, happened with a, uh, a Nexus letter from Telemedica and understanding what I was going through that really made me understood the connection between sleep apnea and PTSD. In my case, I still deal with night terrors. I will have um, nightmares or night terrors about mortars. And for a while I was waking up 
um, screaming or gasping for air. I always thought that it was because I was just scared in my dream, but it got so severe that I realized in my own sleep that I wasn't breathing and I'd wake up yelling just to get some breath. And that still happens to this day, even with the CPAP. So that was my connection to uh, sleep apnea and PTSD. So uh, to answer your question, is sleep apnea considered a primary or secondary? It depends on your specific case. Were you diagnosed on active duty? Were you diagnosed after active duty? Do you have some conditions service connected that make sleep apnea a viable secondary condition? Yep. So, um, and to say again, the way you can find out is go ahead and sign up for that discovery call and get yourself in touch with a coach and we'll see if the pieces are there for a viable claim. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Awesome points. You're, you know, it, it all depends on your circumstance. You know, like you said, did you have mm -hmm. it during active duty and get diagnosed and continue care from there? Could be most definitely a primary. Um, in the most, in most cases, because it's sleep apnea, um, it would probably be uh, secondary uh, just because most of us didn't know what that was when we were in, right? And including myself. Uh, so, always always definitely depends on the circumstance of your specific issues and, cl and claims um but i wanted to uh give a quick shout out to ricky or rick dowdy uh coming in hot from memphis uh he's been he's been great he's uh one of the vets that uh was successful here and uh always love seeing him always love uh talking to him and, and uh coffee with coaches and all the classes that we offer uh so if anybody knows uh Rick, give him a, a shout out and um, uh, definitely a good resource uh, as far as uh, success for, for his claim. Um, let's see. Do we have any other questions? Let's take a look. So Roscoe Boyd, I got uh, social security disabilities for my knees and back. I was told that I need a nexus for my knees and back. Knees give out sometimes. So that depends on what you got uh, service connected, uh, Mr. Boyd. So if you got one of your knees service connected and now you have your back and your other knee uh, giving out, then yes, you would need a nexus letter because of that. If they're already service connected and they're much worse than uh, they were when you first got service connected, then maybe you can go for an increase. So it, it all depends on what your specific case looks like, where you're at and what you need. <clears throat> Um, let's see here. So I see a lot of questions about, uh, definitely sleep apnea. Um, and I'm glad you guys are, you're asking them, um, because that's one of the, the, the big culprits. Um, like for instance, John Matthews, how about if I have a service connected 0% rhinitis, uh, can you claim OSA, which is sleep apnea, obstructive sleep apnea. So a couple things there, right? Uh, if you're service connected, uh, for rhinitis, even if it's at 0%, um, you're service connected, right? So uh, you could definitely have a secondary off of that. Um, and can it be sleep apnea? Most definitely. Um, as long as you close that Calusa triangle, you know, current diagnosis uh, and the nexus uh, uh, to connect it, um, you know, it, it should be a pretty solid claim. Um, along with maybe other things, right, that you may have... Uh, uh, service connected so uh, definitely if you have uh, any questions get on that elite membership website uh, see if uh, if if this is a good fit for you and see if uh, 
one of us coaches can help you with that. Yep. Oh, and Brian popped in. Hey, Brian. <clears throat> oh, there you are. Hey, Brian. Yes, sir. We're telling everybody here to uh, get get their butts, get to, their the butts to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. So I saw something else. Christopher Knox, will I be required to do another CMP exam for an increase for post-traumatic stress disorder? Uh, the VA always has authority on giving you a CMP exam for, for any condition. There have been cases where they might go with an acceptable uh, clinical evidence, an ACE exam, which... Uh, doesn't require a CMP exam, but it doesn't happen to the severity of, uh, or to the regularity of me saying, go ahead and let your guard down. Always expect that the VA can give you a CMP exam. Always be prepared to, um, to stand up for your, for your story. And, um, just, just, uh, always be prepared is, is the main message. You, you don't know what the VA uh, will or won't do. They have that discretion on their own, but you always want to be prepared. Right. And there's different types of CMPs out there that uh, that they're gonna uh, provide uh, in person, digital nowadays, right, or uh, virtual. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also what they call ACE, which is still a CMP exam, um, but what they're doing is looking through your records and uh, letting you know that hey, if it's an ACE exam, um, we we have everything we need here to make a decision. So uh, regardless, you're gonna have a CMP for any kind of increase, new supplemental anything um it just depends on which one let's see Antoana wolf uh i'm service connected for ankle can knees be a secondary absolutely if you're if you've been dealing with a bad ankle for a number of years your knees are gradually going to try to adjust because of the the pain that that ankle is causing so after a number of years that go by, it's going to be manifesting in your knees as a result. So um, medical evidence will show that if you start um, getting diagnosed with arthritis or strain in the knees because of that, that could be a potentially very good, viable uh, secondary condition to get your to get your knee service connected. Right. Yep. And uh, definitely um, something to look at there is at this point, um, if you have uh, nothing related to your needs as far as diagnosis go get seen uh get mm -hmm. that diagnosed um and then once you do you know um uh, if you're not a member see if you can uh if you can sign up and, and get with one of the coaches so that uh, uh we can make sure that you're pointed in the right direction afterwards to get that nexus and and move forward with uh that and other claims that yeah diagnoses uh reign supreme in claims world if you just file a claim arguing that your knees are bad because of your service connected angle, but you've never been to the doctor, it, it's got a very low chance of success. You need to show a current diagnosis of uh, a condition that as the result of a service connected condition. So um, don't just file a claim because you know in your head you've been putting up with it for a number of years. The VA is not going to uh, accept that as enough evidence. You need to get seen by a doctor. You need to get uh, proper um, evaluations and diagnoses to show like, yeah, you have been dealing with something for a while and it has gotten worse. I just saw a, a question from uh, Christopher Knox come up and I wanted to answer that. Um, that he says, uh, well, I need another nexus for increase on PTSD. 
no. Anything that's already service connected and you're going for an increase on, you do not need a nexus. It's already established. Um, at that point, you're just uh, um, going for an increase in establishing how it's that condition has gotten worse. And then second, I wanted to add this comment. Um, you can do a secondary on a secondary. So a lot of people didn't, mm -hmm. don't realize that. Uh, do you have a, an example? I'm trying to think of one, um, uh, just kind of a, a most common one. Um, so I have seen um, tinnitus with vets that have got it really bad. They managed to get insomnia as a secondary and then also uh, headaches and migraines as a secondary. So you can secondary um, have two secondaries under one service connected condition. If you can prove that that condition has uh, resulted in these new disabilities. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. And, and, and the, the important part to remember on that is as long as you get service connected for primary or secondary, that then opens up the door to secondarily connect something to those. Mm hmm. So, yeah, I've also seen like the way it shows up in your e-benefit screenshot. I've seen like knee and then uh, back and then right knee, kind of like in a, a little pyramid uh, mm -hmm. going down downward on that. So there's there can be more than one secondary service connected condition as a result of one primary service connected condition. Correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good pointing out that. <clears throat> Let's see. Looking through some of the, the questions. Yeah. Yeah, for going back to what you were saying about Nexus letters, Nexus letters come into play when you are introducing a new condition to your disability list. So that, um, at that point, that's when you would need that. If you already have something service-connected, you don't need to argue the Nexus again because it's already been established that it is uh, a result of your, your service. So uh, just make sure that you guys aren't um, aren't probably pur purchasing or even like browsing for stuff to purchase if you don't even need it. And again, when you sign up with VA Claims Insider and you get a coach, we can tell you what you can uh, or what you could or uh, could not need. So you're saving yourself money. A lot of these Nexus yeah. letters uh, can come at a, a, a price. And we want to make sure that you're not just spending your money uh, recklessly. We, we're very strategic and we're very mindful about asking you to, to buy a Nexus letter because it's we know it's your money. We know that these, uh, uh, these documents can cost a certain amount and we want to make sure that you're actually making solid investments to make a real difference. Right, right. Yeah, definitely a good point. Um, we're always looking out to make sure that we're doing, we're doing right for the veteran. Um, and that the medical fees associated um, with those documents um, are known and, and uh, are, are needed, right? Um, mm -hmm. So definitely, if, uh, if you want to get on that um, discovery call again, it's on the, the, sh the link is posted. But I wanted to an uh, uh, answer Don Lombard. Uh, he said he used the VSO and he did the spray and pray. Out of seven things that were service connected, three got me to, me eighty percent, um, and the rest were zero. Okay, so a lot of uh, information there, right? Um, definitely, always uh, get a lot of veterans that do the spray and pray at first. Um, it's common, right? And it's okay. Um, we 
naturally do a strategic aspect uh, uh, to the claim process uh, to coach you through it. Um, I would definitely recommend, Don, that you you uh, take a look at uh, seeing if our program is a good fit for you because uh, if you got a lot of zeros that are service connected, um, maybe some of those that the three that were 80%, um, you may have some secondaries that can be associated to any or all of those. Um, you can have some of those zeros uh, upgraded. You know, there's a lot of room for improvement there. So uh, definitely anybody in that situation, you know, it's a good good situation to be in um, and uh, just get some coaching along the way. Let's see. Well, it looks like we got about 15 or so minutes uh, remaining on the hour. We can go back uh, to some Q&A, but I wanted to also um, recap on some of the things that we offer. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely uh, the, the SEAM or SEM method, uh, the strategy, education, medical evidence, right? We're, we're harping on that because that's how we, we operate here. We got to build that strategy. Just like we said, right? Uh, you, you can always uh, submit a claim too soon, but you yeah. won't know that unless you have a strategy and that can come with the coach, uh, which will come with that elite membership. Um, education, that's what we have. We have videos, we have blogs, we have um, things like this, Facebook Live, uh, live classes throughout the week, uh, very interactive uh, with coaches and staff here. Um, and then uh, the medical evidence. That, that is something like we just talked about uh, with the Nexus letters or uh, psyche valves or things like that that we can um, coach you through and see if it's needed. Um, and then along with that, right, you get that one-on-one -on -one coaching if you're an elite member. Um, and that gives you a lot of uh, uh, really good um, preparation for the strategy, uh, the claim submission, um, and the, the CMP prep. Now, that CMP prep is key. Right, because um, once you get uh, the the CMP scheduled for any or all of your conditions, um, a, a lot of us don't know what to expect if it's our first time, or if it's even our hundredth time because it's all went bad. <laughs> so right. uh, we we like to give uh, examples of good and bad, and let you know that there is a way to prepare for it, to know what to expect, and and how to handle it. So, yeah, and especially going back to that CMP and secondaries, the today's topic, there have been a number of times like where uh, a vet will show me uh, past denials. They'll file something as a secondary, but then they're trying to show uh, old evidence from active duty or even buddy statements saying, I remember um, airman so-and-so or marine so-and-so complaining about a headache from active duty. But then they filed it as a secondary, so you're you're submitting uh, contradictory evidence. So that's where we can help um, refine that strategy because with secondaries, it has to be argued in a certain way because you're going after it as a secondary. If you get information that you're trying to, you know, blame the flu that you had in active duty, but you didn't go to the doctor until 15 years after, you know, maybe it's more viable as a secondary instead of a primary. But if you're submitting evidence from active duty, but trying to file it as a secondary, that's going to confuse the CMP examiner and that's going to result in a denial. So that's what we can provide you is um, cohesive and consistent uh, evidence for secondaries to make sure that you have the highest chance of success. Yep. 
I like I like how you say that highest chance of, of success, right? We want to put together. It's a process. It's a process. Sometimes claims. losing yeah. claims can be a part of the process. Uh, a lot of times, those uh, denials are the result of uh, sloppy evaluations that we can end up arguing on the back end with a higher level review uh, to make sure that the evidence, the quality evidence that we submitted, gets appropriately recognized. Like we. Right. Uh, we submit quality, uh, uh, well-built claims that has the highest chance of success. So that's not the same as saying like you have a hundred percent guarantee. It's a process. So you have somebody on your side when you sign up that understands that process, understands that the VA will make mistakes sometimes that other, um, end up in denied claims. So you need to have someone that knows how to read that and know how to pivot into a new direction to make sure you have another chance of getting that service connected. Yeah. And I wanted, I wanted to give a quick shout out to David. Uh, thank you for showing up, David. And, and you're one of the success stories, right? Uh, uh, we work together and, and you could be a, a great example to the fellow vets on how the process works and, and a testimony to it. Uh, glad you're here, brother. I'm glad we were able to help you out. Definitely. It's good seeing, it's good seeing, um, you know, the good feedback, uh, uh, fellow vets that have, uh, been with us and won, um, spread the word, spread the word to fellow veterans, you know, let them know that we're here for you guys. We're, we're veterans or associated with veterans in some way in this company. So that's our, our main objective is let's get veterans what they deserve. And that's mm -hmm. pretty much it. Let's get what they deserve. Um, and especially with secondaries, like don't be discouraged if you don't have active duty records for anything else. If you already have one or two things service connected, uh, sign up. Let's see what else you're dealing with as a result of those. You don't need any active duty records to argue for a secondary condition. Yeah, no, it's 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 good that you said that because uh, we have even fellow coaches um, that uh say that they've never even looked at their active duty records and know where they're at and they're at a hundred percent because mm -hmm. they know what they're dealing with now and they know what happened during active duty um and everything in between so uh primaries and secondaries just fall into place um when you do it that way uh, mm -hmm. sometimes the records don't have to be there um you just have to move forward and that's another point don't wait don't wait don't wait just do no it. Way. When the vet signs up and I see their disability list from e-benefits, that tells me their story. If a vet just has their back service connected and nothing else, but they got out like almost 30 years ago, um, I almost fin I, I finish their sentences in my head when they start talking about what that uh, back has done to them. They start talking about how um, their back has prevented them from enjoying a time with their, their spouse, sometimes intimately. They can't even uh, initiate uh, being intimate with the spouse because the pain is just so severe. That that is a huge diminishment of quality of life. Uh, sometimes they had to give up their favorite sports like horseback riding, um, you know, um, basketball, other other things that they used to enjoy, rock climbing as a result of that one service connected condition. They probably didn't have anything else um, service connected, but I I already can can see a veteran story from their uh, disability list. And, and there's, there's a lot of pain that comes after years of being out as a result of one or two things that you were service connected with. So we can make sense of that story. 
by all means, go ahead and uh, uh, make that discovery call and sign up. And uh, so, Tom, I uh, just saw saw your comment. 76 years old, Air Force, six, 1963, hearing loss. Is it worth pursuing a claim after so much time? Yes, yes, definitely. We've had uh, a lot of veterans in the same position as you that are like, let's just try it, right? And then we start getting success and, and get them where they need to be. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's never it's too late. Specifically with Air Force, I'm Air Force too. Like being on the flight line is a very noisy place. And I was from an era where they were enforcing hearing protection. But when you're behind a C-130 with its engines running, pushing cargo, it's still loud with uh, hearing uh, buds and those big old uh, goggles over your ear. And I still have severe tinnitus now as, as a result of it. So by all means, Tom, if you're dealing with hearing loss and you were around loud generators, aircraft, uh, sirens, like Air Force is a very, very uh, noisy um, uh, branch to be in. So let, let's see what you have going on and let's see how we can help you out. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, uh, please, it's never too late. Um, at least take a look at that discovery call link and, and see if this is a good fit for you, because I would hate for you to just sit there and just say this is good enough uh, when you can definitely um, maybe build from it. And uh, look, we're just saying, let's get you what you deserve. Right. That's that's mm -hmm. it. Um, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, whatever. Um, you deserve by you know ethically morally legally we want we want you to get that and we're here to help coach you through it okay um so uh as we kind of wrap up i wanted to also um kind of mention some of the classes that we do via zoom um as elite members um so they we do have three times a day um some of these classes uh schedule fluctuates depending on you know, holidays or things like that. But uh, most of the times, three times a day, uh, coffee with coaches is something that we uh, start the day off with, uh, 8 a.m. Central. It's a bunch of vets just uh, getting together, talking, asking questions, um, camaraderie, right? Just mm -hmm. just drinking coffee and, and starting the day off with fellow vets, fellow coaches that are vets. Um we have uh, claim claim submission CMP prep classes. Like I said, those are very key uh, because uh, a lot of us don't know what to expect when we're going into this, or we're expecting it to be horrible because that was our experience in the past, you know. And we thought it just we just have to deal with it. Uh, not the case. There, there's different methods of uh, reporting things like that, as and you can learn that stuff from these classes. Um, and then, of course, we have specialty classes like uh, HLR, sleep apnea, high value claim type of classes um, that um, are offered throughout the the weekends, uh, depending on the schedule. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to, to bring that um, to everybody's attention so that if you do sign up um, and you become a, an elite member, that uh, you'll, you'll be able to enjoy some of these uh, um classes and live zooms and you know it's all about connecting with fellow veterans and making sure uh first off that we we we're good to go uh for the start of our day and then we we move on from there 
Right. Yeah, we're a virtual company. We don't have any any buildings or offices, but we we have a lot of FaceTime with our vets. We we have resources there that that really connects us together, um, <clears throat> regardless of us not having offices. So you you are really welcomed into a community when you sign up, and uh, you have a whole team on your back. And even with uh, the elite program, you get the uh, the mastermind Facebook group where you're more than welcome to interact with other veterans and coaches alike. So we have a very, very connected uh, group of uh, vets and coaches and that all share one purpose. Want to get you recognized for the disability and compensation that you rightly deserve. Yep. Yep. And um, Tom, Tom Murphy, uh, hopefully you'll be in touch. I see that you, you uh, put that, that in the chat. Um, definitely hope that you will be in touch and, um, you'll get connected with a, a coach and, uh, start moving forward on, um, you know, getting that, that percentage and that, um, you know, compensation is great, but also the care, right. That you deserve, uh, when it comes to, to any of these, uh, uh, service connection conditions that, that we can, we can get you for, um, no, that's a great thing that I want to pivot off of, like the compensation and care you deserve. So a lot of times it's not even just about um, the monetary compensation. It's about actually going to a doctor and getting some relief for that pain that you've been putting up with so long. Going back to, you know, self-medicating with uh, ibuprofen and Red Bull, that's not a good substitution for actual medical care. I, I kept doing that to address my sciatica. It got to the point where I couldn't walk. I actually had to go to the doctor for that relief. So when veterans think that they want to sign up here just for that compensation, and then they get more out of it because they actually start getting their conditions cared for, it's a life-changing experience uh, because you're getting the compensation you deserve, and you're finally getting some real relief from all this uh, this hurt that you've been holding on with solo for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big part. You know, mm -hmm. getting that relief, um, uh, the quality, quality, quality of life will definitely improve. Um, and it just takes you uh, admitting to certain things and that certain things are hurting and, you know, getting in there, getting your butt to the doctor. Um, hey, David, love you, man. Uh, hope you have a great day and I uh, hope to see you uh, around uh, more often. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, David. Thank you for your service. Yeah, man. So, yeah, with the, with these last two uh, two minutes that we have, I just want to thank everybody um, for joining. Um, if you uh, again, if you're not a member and you want to either do a discovery call um, to see if it's uh, the right fit for you, uh, take a look at that link. Uh, if you're ready to sign up, um, go ahead and do that. Uh, uh, the second link for the membership um, and we'll we'll hope to uh, service you and coach you through the process and um, get you through uh, successfully and, you know, answer any questions that come up throughout the process. Yep. So thank you for spending your time with us today, vets. If you have any other questions, please reach out, use that discovery call link and we're here to help. Appreciate you guys.